Hi, this is Benjamin from the UK true crime podcast, They Walk Among Us. Want to see something scary? Shudder is the ultimate streaming service for fans of horror, thrillers and the supernatural. Shudder offers an unbeatable selection from Hollywood favourites and cult classics to original series and critically acclaimed new genre films you won't find anywhere else. Explore the best collection of horror that pushes boundaries, showcases bold original storytelling and offers something new to watch every week. Available ad-free, on-demand and through the platforms you're already on. Shudder. So good it's scary. Sign up at Shudder.com Toplessrobot.com presents Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? Welcome to episode 105 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm disappointed! (laughs) I'm Dan. And I'm Kalen. And it's been a a hell of a week. Uh, Yeah, lots of things happened. In fact, this... It's been a hell. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In fact, uh, this podcast may go a little bit longer than normal because we've got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, First off... Uh, I want to, uh, start things off a little serious, um, in that, uh, uh, Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg has died, uh, and it's unfortunate, uh, she has been a huge champion for women's rights, uh, throughout her entire professional career, never mind just the 27 years that she served on the Supreme Court, but her entire career leading up to that point, she was a trailblazer and uh, did a lot. Uh, I mean, fuck, dude, like the amount of things that that she did uh, to help uh, uh, gender equality uh, in the United States is staggering. And um, I saw a meme um, the other day. It was uh, if the death of one woman uh, can uh, threaten uh, the equal rights of uh, you know gender rights and, and things like that, then maybe there's something seriously wrong with the system. And it's not like we didn't know already that there was something seriously wrong with the system. But yeah, that really drives it home. If w- that one person is kind of a linchpin of you know uh, our uh, abortion rights, bodily autonomy, and and things like that in the Supreme Court then uh, there are some serious problems. Definitely feels like uh, getting kicked while you're down. Yeah. For sure. These days. Yeah. And, and, and on a, as she got so close. Yes. She, she, I, I, feel like, I mean, with all the shit that she has gone through health-wise over this last couple of years, and I, I felt really bad being like, oh, please live. Not really bad, but like, you know, like, I felt selfish being like, please live to help. Well, <laughs> and get better. <laughs> judging by her last wishes, uh, she was doing it for the same reasons. Yeah. Her last she wishes were that a new appointment would not 
uh, occur, her replacement uh, would not occur until uh, after the election, until until the presidential election. Um, Bad news for you. Yeah. In the same email where he praised, uh, it gave some generic praise of uh, RBG's um, uh, accomplishments. Um, Mitch McConnell, Mitch uh, Turtleface McConnell, um, announced that they would be uh, they would not be waiting to uh, to appoint a new uh, Supreme Court justice. I thought I thought that uh, the, the Supreme Court justices could not be uh, appointed in in a, an election year. I thought that was a thing. wasn't 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 that? Wait, are you telling me that that Mitch McConnell is a hypocrite? Are you? Is that what you're saying? Lindsey Graham in 2016 said, "You can put me on record with this. You can quote me on this. You can you know use my words against me." And uh, said, uh, and then and now he's flipped. So he said, should never, should yes. never be appointed during an election year. Yep. Um, Wait, Lindsey Graham's a hypocrite too. What? Yeah. If it's oh god, if this it's, is my Pikachu surprise face. If it's one thing that we've learned over the past four years, it's not. It's while it's been widely known the hypocrisy in in politics in general uh the hypocrisy uh out of the republican party over the past four years has been staggering absolutely staggering it grows increasingly more bald-faced as we go yeah it's now now they're all following trump's lead of i didn't say that well sir here's a video of you saying i didn't say that here's audio recording and several witnesses no didn't say it you can't prove it no, there, there. It's a different strategy. It's. I didn't say that. Well, if I did say that, you know, it wasn't that important. But at the end of the day, what I said was important because of, it's. It's that like you're you're changing the goal marker. Yes. Every time you say something, the entire way, just and and like it, it just it normalizes the bullshittery. Yeah. But I didn't want this to turn into a political rant. Uh, um, it's more just a, a recognition and honoring of RBG and her accomplishments because, uh, goddamn, uh, I shudder to to think about where uh, gender equality would be had it not been for her. R.I.P. R.B.G. Yeah, yeah. We Absolutely. all know how we feel about this and how it affects us, and there's no reason to just make ourselves even crazier discussing it for an hour or two or yeah. three, which we, we could easily do, could. We could start mm-hmm. an entire podcast ranting about shit. And there are several of them. We would be competing with some real giants <laughs> were we to start a, a political podcast. Um, but. Uh, we also, while we may not be a political podcast, we do make our, our politics, uh, pretty apparent, um, in our conversations on this podcast. And, and by politics, you mean just a general, uh, support of, uh, equality and, and human rights. It's, it shouldn't really be political. Yeah. Um, I, I think, unfortunately. right. And that's why I, I consider myself not a Democrat, but a progressive, you know, where I think that. The things like there are just some base level shit, you know, and 
uh, like when it. Uh, never mind. We're g- getting too into the fucking rabbit hole. God damn it! Too into the rabbit you hole. Guys wanna, you guys want to? see this new cat? Am I right, guys? <laughs> video you games. See our new cat. Yeah. New cat. You got a new cat? Hey, oh it's a hairless. I fucking love hairless. I want <laughs> a hairless cat so bad. This is Fiona. <laughs> I love how she was like, something touched me. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. She's a sweetie. Yeah. I'm like in between. You're adorable and also like you're terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> That's hairless cats for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for every girl I've ever dated. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh probably i think the biggest surprise this week though not really a surprise was nintendo officially killing the 3ds right that's actually not the thing that i was expecting you to start with in terms of video game news (laughs) it it was what kind of caught me by surprise lighter note because with (laughs) With the uh, when they announced the Nintendo Switch, they said that this would not be a replacement for the 3DS. The two would be worked on uh, side by side, and, and they would be there would be continued support for both platforms. But now, then they made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, there is that. There is definitely that. Um, but there are a lot of really, really good games for the 3DS, and and I, for one, uh, mourn its uh, its passing. It was inevitable, but it had a good run, uh, a terrible launch, but eventually caught its stride. And uh, it, it's a platform. I mean, fucking Metroid Two. Like as recently as a year or two ago, they were uh, putting out. You know, the latest WarioWare, which admittedly wasn't the best WarioWare, but WarioWare is great, uh, put out um, uh, the remake of uh, Metroid 2, uh, which is awesome. Like, that was a great game. Um, but I kind of struggle to think of anything in more recent years. It's, it, the writing should have been on the wall, I suppose. I guess it's been a couple years, but the Majora's Mask remake, the... Uh... Uh, link between worlds. Um, that's I guess been quite a while now. Yeah, <laughs> Link Between Worlds and Majora's Mask uh, remake, and Ocarina of Time remake, uh, and Ocarina Star Fox Time remake. remake. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice if Nintendo would uh, kind of get on Sony and Microsoft's wavelength of you know putting uh, importance in uh, backwards compatibility and like making everything that could exist together and being able to put like some of these switch games and gamecube games that would easily or uh, 3ds games that would easily you know work on the switch and like making it a priority but they don't yeah. seem to be as interested I mean, nintendo always marches to the beat of their own drum they don't give a shit what anyone else is doing you know mm. but they also kind of did that right you know when the ds came out it still had a gba slot when the ds Lite came out it still had a gba slot even though it made game boy advance cartridges stick out the bottom uh in a weird way and make it a little awkward to hold uh eventually the dsi did away with the uh, game boy advance cart but then by the time the 3ds came out that still played ds games Awkward to hold is actually Nintendo's motto. <laughs> that is very fucking true. So a tenant, a core design That's, tenant. You know, it's so funny. That's what I've got printed on my underwear right now. <laughs> Awkward to hold. That's my lower back tattoo. <laughs> 
You know what? I think, actually, a 90s band wrote a song about that. Uh, Seven Mary Three. Cumbersome. Cumbersome? <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually got it. my love handles. I got a little fat during COVID, so, you know, just awkward to hold. So apparently <laughs> that's what Seven Mary Three's Cumbersome is about. This main line, I have become cumbersome. He's talking about his love handles, his pudge. He's, exactly. he's getting dad bod. I have become cumbersome. <laughs> Yeah. This got too real. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, rest in peace, 3DS. Um, and this comes oh, wow. alongside uh, news of uh, Nintendo working on something? A more powerful Switch? Type. Possibly. And the release window is... The release window is before the year 2100. <laughs> And then also we got the Mario, the Mario All Stars, 3D yep. Mario, Mario 3D All Stars. Uh, they're weirdly limited release of Mario uh, 3D All Stars. It's Super been revealed weird. that all three games are running on emulators. Yeah, you can kind of tell. I don't know if you've played it yet. I have. I've played a lot of it. Um, and especially Mario Sunshine, like the whole like weird like okay, they've got the gameplay working well, but then the cutscenes are like. Just slightly, just off, just a little sure. off. Sure, that's yeah. because the that's pre-rendered video. So the pre-rendered video yeah. is still to the size of the time. They didn't redo okay. the video. But what they did do is um, bump up the textures on the text, which is what would be most apparent and most ugly uh, if it were just a straight uh, port. Um, they added, instead of, uh, since the Switch doesn't have analog triggers, um, in Super Mario Sunshine, you hit R if you're going to stand in one place and aim and spray, and you uh, hit ZR if you're going to spray while you're running. Yep. Oh, it's okay. I don't, I don't really notice anything. Like, like, I feel like people that have continued playing this game for the last... Two decades, <laughs> yeah, right. Are gonna feel like, oh, this isn't exactly how it should be. Well, yeah, I haven't my, played it since two thousand four, and it doesn't. Yeah, my muscle weird. memory doesn't extend that far. So. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed it, like with sunshine. Sunshine's fun. Like, I think all of them look great, um, yeah. and uh, it really is. <laughs> a statement for how far 3D platformers have come, let alone Mario, when you play them, you know, in succession. Like, you start with Mario 64, which is, like, one of the first 3D platformers, and things are awkward and, and cumbersome. Well, and uh, it's, you know, it's not a great experience. Um, then you move on to Super Mario Sunshine, which improves on some things, but doesn't still doesn't quite hit the mark uh, on a lot of other things. Then you get to Galaxy, and oh, yeah. things are significantly better. And and Galaxy looks like a game that they could have released last month. Mm -hmm. Galaxy's gorgeous. I honestly thought that Sunshine, like Sunshine, feels a little cumbersome. <laughs> are they just gonna leave uh, Galaxy Two out to dry? No idea. Uh, the speculation that I've heard from one of the YouTubers that I watch, uh, Spawnwave Media, 
uh, is that uh, because of the popularity of uh, Galaxy 2, um, they are they going to do a, an actual full remaster of that and release that individual game as a remastered uh, $60, $60, $60 title. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I like Galaxy 2. I'm a big fan of Mario games that have an overworld with, with relevance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the entire game isn't just taking place in one dash one, two dash two. Like there's an overworld that makes that actually contributes to the overall story, which sure. is why I love Sunshine because the entirety of that, like you can explore, you're going around, and and I, I felt like Galaxy Two was the first one that of the 3D ones that started taking away from that. Because there wasn't a lot to do in the overworld in Galaxy 2. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful, well-made platformer. But I didn't love it as much as I loved 1 because of that lack of an overworld present. I can see that. And uh, Mm -hmm. Galaxy 2 kind of goes back to the, you know, uh, like Mario 3 standard of moving around a map of, of no consequence. Exactly, and and like they've continued that for all the 3D ones since, like with the, even uh, Odyssey. Yeah. Like really, you're just kind of moving along, and, and like it's so great. But... Moving right along. Moving right along. But yeah, that's that's my two cents on Galaxy Two. I know everyone loves Galaxy Two, and it's like one of the like standards of Mario gaming. It was not my favorite. <laughs> Are they going to do this next year with Zelda for their 35th? Huh. What that do you could think? Be interesting. If, if so, would you think they should up their standards, or do you think if they released uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and like Wind Waker as a package similar to this, that it would be acceptable, or should they like really kind of tune up their emulations? I feel like they have to make it better because they've already, if, yep. if they did this, they've already remastered. Uh, uh, Ocarina and and uh, and and uh, wow, Majora's Mask. <laughs> and and they've also remastered Twilight Princess, and they've remastered Wind Waker. Like all of those have already been remastered. So yeah. if they're going to do a full like pack remaster on the Switch, it's going to have to be just uh, hey, you can buy the ones that you got on the Wii and the 3DS now. <laughs> but I mean, considering the Wind Waker remaster was on the Wii U. Yeah, and I think the Twilight Princess was as well. They're probably just going to pull from, you know, and make it a re-release like they have with other, you know, worthwhile, noteworthy Wii U titles. Uh, because no one played the Wii U except me. And uh, the sales figures would probably, you know, suggest that they would, they could probably get away with doing a timed release again because it, you know... Even though people kind of groaned about it, it hasn't stopped anyone from buying it. Yeah. How cool would it be, though, if they did, if they actually did go pretty much like the exact same route uh, for Zelda's 35th, which would mean that we'd be getting a Game & Watch with Zelda 1 and 2 on it. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I would like that. That would Just be pretty sure. rad. Just make sure that you actually update everything for the game. But give us give us the 3DS Zelda full scale on a, so you can we can play 1080p or 720p or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
on on a, on on TV, and then you know give us give us exactly what you gave us for on the on the Wii U for uh, for Twilight Princess and and uh, and Wind Waker. I'd be okay with that. I'd probably buy it, even though I bought all of these games. <laughs> yeah, I Multiple definitely would. Already, yeah, yeah. And obviously, it, it's probably okay. going to be a limited release again, unless they have learned from the outcry on this, um, which they probably haven't. And honestly, as a collector, I kind of love that it's a limited release because I bought two physical copies, one for myself to actually play and one to never open and sit on a shelf forever. You damn collector. <laughs> But it, like, wow. I also, because I pre-ordered from two separate places, um, because I had very little credit available on my credit cards for these two specific places, but enough for a game apiece, um, GameStop's uh, pre-order bonus was the That's pretty cool. Joy-Con skins, <laughs> which is nice. actually pretty nice. I never thought that I would use joy cons yeah but, yeah but i really like how, how these look these look they even have a center one for the joy con grip i never ever use and never will <laughs> and what's the uh what was the other pre-order thing uh walmart's pre-order uh bonus was just uh three sticker sheets um so and they're high quality stickers uh nice graphics one uh sticker sheet for each game um and uh uh they were kind of metallic looking sick so so dan how, how much mario have you played this week dan i no, think he's he's, he's locked yeah he's 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 we would never I was, guess i was wondering <laughs> i know i was like <laughs> today oh his poor internet that was such perfect timing i would have gone the whole day with him i'm like he's just tired yeah right like that's just dan that's yeah i i don't know you know how you doing buddy you back dan there you are we hear you, baby. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, your, your screen was frozen." I just thought you were just kind of chilling. <laughs> I asked you a question, by the way. How much? How much Mario are you playing? And you did I'm playing no Mario. <laughs> I figured that was the answer. <laughs> Dan, so I know, Dan, you've already made it pretty uh, 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 obvious, uh, your feelings on Super Mario 64. But do yeah, you no, have I, any I love? I do not enjoy that game. Do you have any love for um, Sunshine or, or Galaxy? Yeah, uh, Sunshine and Galaxy are both great. So is Galaxy 2. Um, I played probably way more Sunshine than any of them. But, uh, I still have a copy of Super Mario Sunshine. So if I want to play that, I'm just going to play that instead of giving Nintendo more of my money. <laughs> I, I, I get that like it's cool, especially I know a lot of those games like over the years, people probably don't have access to their old discs and cartridges anymore. So that's cool. But nostalgia marketing just doesn't really do anything for me. So when stuff like that gets announced, I'm just kind of like, 
cool, whatever. Like I can already play those games. So yeah, my my big selling point for it was like so Mario Galaxy is probably one of my favorite Mario games of all time. Um, and uh, uh, Sunshine is the one that I played the least of the three. So getting to actually, you know, dive into Sunshine is fun. But specifically, I've actually, because these, you know, the Switch is based on, like, the hardware and everything is NVIDIA, you know, the, the uh, like, basically the components that they had in the Shield when NVIDIA was making that, the handheld Shield, and they released Super Mario Galaxy on the handheld Shield in China, I was, like, always looking for a way to play Mario Galaxy portably because it's just one of those games that I love so fucking much. I would love to just lie down, veg out and play, you know, Mario Galaxy. And now I can. Yeah, I I absolutely understand the appeal for sure. Uh, Yeah, I wish I could get Mario Galaxy uh, independently because I never had a 64 and I saw my friends play Mario 64. So I have no desire to play it. I had Sunshine on the Cube, which I still have if I wanted to play it. And so the only one I feel like I missed out on was Galaxy. And, you know, I don't want to buy the whole pack. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. I bought it as soon as I could. <laughs> I was like, eh, yeah, Nintendo, you know me. You know that you've got my wallet in fucking flux. You can just <laughs> kind of pull, pull the money out and I, I, will, I will give it to you. I just, I I'm not going to get mad about it. <laughs> so something that I love about the revelation uh, that these are all running on emulators is the implication that we can have GameCube emulation on the Switch clean GameCube emulation on the Switch. Not only that, we can have clean Wii emulation on the Switch. And So why did you get rid of that goddamn virtual eShop and all that garbage? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I th- I'm hopeful for these the next moves for them for Nintendo is to oh, introduce an N64 uh virtual shop, right? Uh, like they did for the Nintendo and Super Nintendo and then move it on up to like GameCube. I'm holding out hope for the day that I can play Eternal Darkness on my fucking Switch. <laughs> well, like the what a good that, game. The whole thing that pisses me off about this specifically is the only thing that gets me like riled up about it because I don't mind getting squeezed for fucking money. I don't give a shit. But uh, like the thing that pisses me off is they, uh, they took out the... The the, e, the eShop that was on the Wii U where you could buy the Mar- Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah. They had the Galaxy Galaxy 1 and 2. Like, like why did they take that out? Did they pull and, Galaxy uh, 2 from the, e, from the eShop on the Wii U? On the Wii, well, it might be on the Wii U, but, like, I don't know. I don't think they even have the Wii Shop, the the eShop live on that anymore. They the do. I bought. I, I uh, yeah. Okay. I bought um, Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii U eShop probably six months ago. Oh, okay, that's good. But but I just there was no reason for them to stop offering that on the Switch. Obviously, right? Like other than wanting to make more money and. That kind of irks me just because, like, I don't want to plug my Wii U in anymore. (laughs) I want to use my Switch and play the games that I bought on the virtual console on the Wii U. I still have to, I still have to have my Wii U plugged in so I can play the remix games. 
those remix yeah. games that they they released those are so much fun but they could have moved all of those over there's no reason to stop like especially uh, if you're stop if you're gonna stop supporting a previous console so early in the cycle they should have made some of that stuff available on the new console well, <laughs> and they kind of have but not not for like what you're saying for you know free to migrate over or anything like that uh but you have to think about the fact that um they're essentially writing for a different architecture so yeah. you can't do a straight pull from from the wii u to the nintendo switch uh that it has to be retrofit uh in order to to run on the nintendo switch and i i feel like nintendo doesn't half-ass things so it's not going to be as simple as you know just throwing a wrapper around something and, and dropping it on the switch some sort of you know interpreter or something like that like I'm just they, they definitely half-ass things. Look at their internet. <laughs> we just yes, they half-ass their internet. Mario yes. collection. I don't. Th- <laughs> no, no, I don't think that their use of emulators is half-assing because they play great, and there's a lot of optimization that they had to do in order for them to play in the state that they are playing. Um, they had to, and actually, especially with uh, Super Mario uh, Galaxy, uh, Galaxy has special code that sends portions direct to this to the GPU. So it's emulated-ish. It's, you know, certain instructions and, and stuff like that are all run within an emulator environment uh, that gets processed by the CPU of the system. But this whole other set of processing for visual fidelity and things like that are sent direct to the GPU outside of the scope of the emulator. So they're utilizing emulators, but they're heavily modified and fine-tuned. And I will, uh, just to modify what I'm saying, I'm very happy with what I have. (laughs) And I think that's the thing that everyone's like very excited about the fact that we are able to play these games again. It just feels like there are shortcomings that could have been circumvented. Totally. To, to an extent. And it, you're just like, okay. I would think, like, especially when you're charging a full $60 for games that are 10 to 20 years old. For three of, games that are 10 to 20 years old. That works out to $20 per game. Yeah, but you kind of hope that they're going to do something special for it. Oh, you mean like the being able to listen to all the music from from those three games. I'm not saying that's an acceptable special thing, but I mean, like, it does feel a little lacking, but it also, it, like, is uh, step one of their celebration of, of the, you know, 35th anniversary of uh, Mario. Um, oh, yeah. There will be more coming, most definitely. Yeah, and it, it all looks, you know, pretty neat, and I'm going to probably grab every little bit of it that I can. Um, it's definitely like, what else can you do for me? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're already doing this thing, but I want more. Give me more. <laughs> I want it. I fucking want it. 
Moving right along, uh, still on the topic of Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo had a mini direct this week, uh, a partner direct, uh, where they showed off uh, some games from partners and surprise dropped a bunch of games that day, three games uh, that day. Uh, one of them is Supergiant's Hades. Uh, one of them was uh, Microsoft's um, Ori and the Willow of the Wisps. Uh, and I can't remember what the th- third one was it may have just been that i cared about (laughs) yeah exactly pretty much pretty much uh but uh probably more surprising was the announcement of two new monster hunter games because nintendo had been the platform of choice for new monster hunter stuff until monster hunter world um and now there's monster hunter rise that's going to be coming out on nintendo switch and i can't remember the name of the other one but it's a more cartoony uh, sort of uh, takes place in the Monster Hunter universe. I think they've had another in this series. I'm not a big Monster Hunter guy. Are they um, exclusives? They are exclusives, yes. Dan, do you know? I do not, because uh, I got into the whole series just with World, which was the most recent one. Um, and that's because it wasn't portable. I was able to play it on my PC. Yeah. So I don't really even know how excited I'm going to be for these new ones. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. They they had a, a real love affair with Nintendo, and then for a while they had a real love affair with Sony there uh, and releasing uh, Monster Hunter uh, games. Um, but looks like we're back on the Nintendo love train, and, uh, I mean, it looks fine. It looks like a Monster Hunter game. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's probably something that I will wish that I was into because it looks super cool, and then I'm going to start playing it and lose interest. Yeah, same Z's. Yeah, but to be fair, Ryan, we've been over this a million times. I don't think that's unique to Monster Hunter. That's just that's how you are. Look, I... <laughs> yeah, you're right. I like how you're like looking for an excuse and then just no. <laughs> I don't know, exactly. man. This weekend alone, exactly. I probably put like thirty hours into Hades. Hades is so good. Hades is incredible. And uh, Supergiant games are so good. Yeah, Supergiant is great. Uh, In fact, I mean, like, it's telling that I I, uh, wake up my Switch and what's playing? It's Hades. (laughs) Um, The... uh, I had Hades in early access on uh, the Epic Store. Uh, I because I buy everything Supergiant does. Uh, everything about uh, Supergiant has done uh, Bastion and um, Transistor and Pyre. Um, oh, I've been playing Transistor a lot recently. Transistor is such a beautiful and cool game. Bastion is such a great game. The interactivity with the the narrator and stuff in Bastion was uh, really really cool. Um, and the soundtracks of all of those games are fucking masterful. Uh, leading up to Bastion's release, the first game that Supergiant put out, I just thought it looked pretty cool, but they released the soundtrack first, and uh, leading up to the release to Bastion, I was listening to that soundtrack on repeat because it's so good. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of the Transistor soundtrack for sure. So oh, it's I get so it. great. 
And My apparently people. recently there, so they are doing a uh, vinyl release of a, uh, their old music with uh, live musicians with a live orchestra that they recorded at Abbey Road uh, Studios. That's cool. So Dar- That's like they, cool. they put out a little like video promoting it and everything. And Darren Korb, the composer, is just like mind blown that he's in abbey road like doing getting to do all this shit and it's it's so fucking great and it sounds amazing um, god didn't something ridiculous like that happen recently where they were playing like undertale songs with a full orchestra and uh toby fox just said like it's kind of amusing to me that all of this like all these samples that i got for free and just like made on my computer and now being performed live by orchestra. Spent, <laughs> That's and awesome. i'll say you know Never mind. the The music is is fine in Undertale, but when you put you know that music along with the emotional depth that he managed to achieve with that game, like you automatically create you know a lot of very uh, emotional ties to music, even if it's just simple, made with samples, whatever, uh, that setting has uh, created a lot of importance within within those uh, songs. And, and that's, that's the beauty of that game, right? Like, it's such a simple game that he, that, that like, it just tugs at your heartstrings in multiple ways. Yeah. And you just, like, it doesn't matter how simple, simply programmed, simply conducted it was. It was... It's just a great game, and you re- you remember that shit. And that's that's like one of the things with gaming in general, where like I mean, yeah, right now we're in an age where like we go into games like, oh, we gotta have these amazing graphics, or it needs to be this AAA beautiful, ridiculous game. But at the end of the day, the games that get us are stuff like that we see with Super Giant, where yeah. it's, it's fairly fairly basic, but it's just a great storyline. I, I don't think that Super Giant is a great uh, example for that because Super Giant's art has always been outstanding and absolutely yes. gorgeous. So while it may not be AAA 3D, you know, photorealistic graphics, oh, the art is amazing. Undertale is a great example of it because... Undertale is very simple, very, very simple. It's all down to the story and the uh, unconventional mechanics. Um, the uh, but so Hades is Supergiant's first roguelike. And you play the son of Hades uh, trying to escape the underworld. And um you get assistance from your relatives on Mount Olympus because uh, basically you've learned that your mother was actually Persephone and Persephone has left Hades. And uh, so you that's what inspires you to leave Hades. And you've got all the support from pretty much everyone except for Hades himself, clearly. And of course. Uh, so you've got, you know, Nyx is helping you uh, uh, leave um, you've got, uh, you get little upgrades in bubbles, uh, as you're moving along. Um, and the symbol of the God that that upgrade, that offer is going to be from is in the bubble. So you get stuff from, you know, uh, from, uh, Aphrodite, from Zeus, from, uh, Athena, from, you know, Ares, and they're all very, 
linked to those gods and the effects that they'll have. You'll get to choose from three effects and they vary in rarity and things like that. Just so much fun. Really, really good. Um, I have... I may have sunk probably 30 or so hours into it this weekend alone, um, basically since it came out on the Switch, and it's been a fucking blast. So good. So good. Yeah, it's definitely a game on my uh, my to-purchase list. Same. So aside from that, I don't think there was uh, a ton on that um, uh switch mini direct uh, yeah. i mean the big bombshells were the monster hunter uh stuff and the the oh hey you can buy this in a few hours kinds of announcements but so should is a great on, game, but... move on to playstation ori is a great game before we move on to playstation ori and the will of the wisps <laughs> we knew it was going to end it. up coming to uh the nintendo switch because uh the first ori uh ori in the Blue forest uh was already on the switch it was only a matter of time. Apparently, they optimized it real well. It runs at 60 frames per second on the Switch, and uh, that it's a gorgeous, incredible Good Metroidvania. Game. Yeah. It's a blast. So moving, moving right along. <laughs> the PlayStation 5, uh, uh, whatever they called it. Uh, yeah, so... We've got uh, we've got prices for the PlayStation Five, and if you're watching us live right now, uh, or even worse, if you're watching the recording of this episode uh, right now, you have probably no chance of getting a PlayStation Five at launch. If you're getting this news from us right now, uh, oh yeah, PlayStation Five discless system is four hundred dollars. With the disc, it's five hundred dollars. Um, the uh, um, <laughs> and months ago, someone in Tony, I can't remember who it was, said, "We will not blindside you with the pre-orders." They were wrong. Some retailers started going live day of, uh, and uh, though pre-orders were supposed to go live the following day. Uh, once one retailer went live with their pre-orders on Wednesday, all of them followed suit. Of course. Yep. So, Accidentally. yeah. Accidentally. Yeah. Yeah, right. oops. Mm. <laughs> I oh. didn't want all this money, I swear. <laughs> I, I'm pretty that I think it was, was it Walmart or Target? There was like, oh, you think you have to wait for the pre-order? No. Put it on Twitter. Like, they literally put out a Twitter message. Uh, that was Target, I think. Oh, no, it may yeah. have been Walmart. It was one, it was of, one of those, yeah. And they're just like, no, you think you have to wait? Guess yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, literally a tweet. I'm like, fuck you. And <laughs> turned into what became an absolute shit show of a pre-order process. Um, I started with GameStop. And GameStop's full website was non-responsive. It was not working. Uh, in fact, in bringing up GameStop on my cell phone, they're, uh, I think they're on Cloudflare. Uh, their uh, attack protection went into, uh, into place. And they said, you are banned <laughs> from going to this website. 
Yep. So moved on to uh, Best Buy. And uh, because I'm a web programmer, uh, I usually try to, like when I run into problems, I try to find out what that problem was. Uh, and with Best Buy, you could click around the website, totally fine. Um, you could add things to your cart, totally fine. But once you get to checkout, it was it's clearly two separate clusters of servers that are serving up these two things. So website was totally untouched. You could add things to your cart. Everything was totally untouched. The second you go to your cart and try to check out, nope. Uh, that nope. When you. I had a PlayStation 5, a controller, and Miles Morales in my cart. Um, I hit the checkout button, and this is what I hate about Best Buy's website. It grays out the screen, and then if there's a problem, that gray out goes away, there's no message, and you're just at your cart, and you're like, what the fuck? So I bring up the inspector, because when you hit checkout, it does a background request, an Ajax request. And so I started looking to see what the response from that request was. And when you hit checkout, it was uh, making that request, and the server was coming back with a 500, which means internal server error. It's just generic internal server error. And uh, so I basically just kept doing that until I got to step two of the checkout process, where I was like, oh, my God, I'm here. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) put in my address let's go and um did all that and then on step two it was the same thing it's an ajax request to get to the next step and it was coming back with a 500 error and uh but your typical person who doesn't know about these things would have no indication of any of this it's just grayed out gray goes away so finally Finally, I get step two to go through. And that's when the top of the screen says, sorry, PlayStation 5 is no longer available to ship. Yep. My brother got one from GameStop. Did he go to a GameStop and and pre-order direct or on the website? Uh, I I think he got it on the website. I I guess I didn't ask. I assume he didn't (laughs) go in. It doesn't sound like him. Uh, I just, I never, never thought it, like, I was the blind consumer that sat there like, oh, it's not going to come out till tomorrow, and then our uh, friend of the podcast, William Yates, <laughs> texted me, he's like, because he was sitting there at work, refreshing, and he's like, the PlayStations are out of stock at GameStop, Target, Walmart, I'm like, what the fuck, they said tomorrow! Because I was, I was busy. So I'm just like sitting there like, what the hell? So then I was like, okay, so Amazon has not released it yet. So I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wait until midnight Eastern time. Because that's I'm assuming is when they're going to release the uh, unlock pre-orders. And I sat there and I fucking refreshed. It was 9 o'clock PST. And I'm sitting there and I'm fucking refreshing this garbage. And I got not available, not available, out of stock. It's like it wasn't even. <laughs> I didn't even get a moment of. And I'm just like, it was nine oh one, and I'm just like, what is this garbage? It was fucking stupid. 
And then you got one. And I'm like, fuck you. I got so fucking lucky. So uh, my uh, buddy Aaron, who lives in, you know, in, in the spare house, um, texted me. He follow he watches slickdeals.com religiously. That's actually like the whole reason I have a grill right now is because he found this grill on Slick Deals at half off and it's like a Bluetooth connected, you know, like ridiculous grill. Uh, and we've been using it pretty much nonstop for the past two weeks. Uh, so he sends me a text. He goes, hey, PS5 on Amazon uh, and sends me a link. And it takes me to the Slick Deals page. It just has a link on it. And I click that link. The link is not to a product page. It is the link to add the PlayStation 5 to your cart. And it's like, we're just making sure you want to add this to your cart. I'm like, yes! And I hit it and put it in in my cart. And I was like, fuck, but I want to add a controller in Miles Morales as well. Uh, Fuck it. I'm just going to go through this process. I'm going to get through this. I can always do that separately. Just whatever. Let's fucking get it. And I got it and it went fine. Totally smooth. Everything was responsive. And so then I wanted to go back and find the fucking controller in Miles Morales so I could pre-order those. And uh, so I figure like when I did a search for PlayStation 5 on Amazon, it came up with a bunch of PS4 shit. It was like no PlayStation 5 stuff at all. And so I tried to get to the product page of the product that I had just pre-ordered in order to see like, you know, related things or whatever. So I could click through that and just add my accessories and whatever. Yeah, uh, this was all within the span of like a couple of minutes. That product page no longer existed. They fully took it down. So, uh, which an update on that front, I actually got an email, uh, from Amazon after, or I got an email from Amazon a couple of days ago. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is it? No. This whole conversation just makes me so glad I'd never buy consoles on release. <laughs> like this literally just sounds like it's stressful for everybody involved. It's <laughs> right. fun. See, okay, the thing is it's I, fun. I, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> the thing is, I don't either. This is the first time that I've ever been like, I'm going to get a console on release because I don't have anything that can play 4K, and now I have a 4K TV, and I'm just like, son of a bitch! <laughs> I want to play games on 4K. I want to be able to buy 4K DVDs or Blu-ray DVDs. Oh, by like, the way, Tyler, um, I have I'm I'm I have a gift for you. It is going to be your first 4K Blu-ray uh, uh, movie, and it is Beetlejuice. <laughs> Yay! But I can't use it right now. So I'm gonna do that 4K. With fucking copies so i'm saying that like, i'm going to get the disc the disc full right the disc full instead of discless yes and I'm, I'm just like I, I can't even do it i can't even do it this is the first time that i've ever been like i need this day one because i want to i want to i want to i want 4k i want 4k <laughs> they claim there's going to be more available yeah <laughs> Sony has already apologized for how it all went. Yeah. 
Um, so is are you actually getting your thing from Amazon or so Amazon get- sent me an email that says hello we're contacting you about your order of PlayStation 5 console to let you know in advance that you may not receive this item oh. on the day it is released due to high demand we'll make every I, effort yeah. to get the item to you as soon as possible once released Hmm. So I don't know if that's a matter of like when I got in with my order or if it's a matter of they they we sent that out to, to everyone it. or something, you know, like everyone who pre-ordered a PlayStation 5. Look, this is high demand. Let's just prepare everyone to maybe be disappointed. The fact that you're able to get in and the fact that, that, that Sony's already said that they're going to... Yeah, I'll probably have it on release. You should. Yeah. But it is also Amazon, and Amazon doesn't have any... Like, they're 100% a third-party seller. Yeah. And they do also have their issues. So I kind of wish that they had... That Sony had gone the route of Microsoft in um, uh, saying... Uh, uh, this is the date. You can pre-order uh, a Series X and Series S on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. So I'm ready and prepared for that. Part of me thinks that uh, Microsoft only did that because of the shit show. <laughs> no, because they announced before Sony and they- announced oh. the date that the pre-orders were going to go live. Because Xbox, Microsoft announced... Microsoft announced their price before Sony did their price points, and that which you can get the Series S for three hundred dollars. Uh, granted, it's a a lower powered system. Um, yeah, but uh, they announced when they announced the price. They said you can pre-order these on September twenty second. So. <sighs> I'm not going to get an Xbox. There's no reason. I have to have everything. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> At least you're honest. I, I, Don't make I do me that. laugh while I'm drinking. <laughs> I must have every console. <laughs> every one of them. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just... I love that I'm you know, at a point in my life where I, I can, I don't have, I'm almost 40 and I don't have kids, so I can spend, you know, money on, on the shit that I like, that I care about. You're a geek. Um, <laughs> of course, the price and, uh, the, uh, uh, pre-order shit show was not all that we got out of the PlayStation 5 showcase. Um, I think the one that I, the thing that I was most excited about uh, was the uh, God of War Ragnarok uh, little tease. So we're going to get the new God of War next year. Um, I'm also some uh, uh, a big thing with uh, um Final Fantasy 16. Like, that was a big announcement. And Harry Potter. I know. I know. No one said a damn thing. Shut up, both of you. He knew Ryan was thinking it at least. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially considering. So, like, I I live tweeted uh, this on the Topless Robot Twitter account. Uh, Follow at Topless Robo. Um, 
and uh when they showed the Harry Potter thing, the Hogwarts uh, RPG, where you get to create your own character and it's like you're at Hogwarts and all of this. Uh, the real question is, can I make a trans character? And the answer is no. <laughs> Unfortunately. not involved in the, in, in the game, so... The answer is still no, though. There's no way you're going to be able to make a trans character, and you know it. Yep. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But I'm pretty sure that uh, that uh, topical social commentary. Cyberpunk is probably going to be the first one that allows you to have yes. gender. Actually, yeah, I didn't think about that. Do we know if uh, like Final Fantasy and God of War are they also going to be released on the PlayStation Four, like the New Horizon and a few other games are? I don't. Uh, probably not God of War. With the release uh, of next year, I wouldn't expect so. I almost guarantee Final Fantasy won't be coming out on the PS Four. I don't think it. Considering we don't even available. have, yeah, we don't have yeah. a release window on the fi- on Final Fantasy yet. So. Uh, that That's basically right. means we'll see Final Fantasy 16. Oh, about, about mid-life cycle of the PlayStation 5. Yeah, 2022 is a modest estimate. I mean, how long were we waiting for? Uh, how long were we waiting for 15? Like over 10 years, something like that. 15? No, no. Was 15 it that long? Was a, 15 was a game that was in the works for a very, very, very long time. Okay, so what's coming out first, Final Fantasy 16 or Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2? I'm, I'm not really sure because I think I'm going to die of old age before we see it. <laughs> God, I hope 7 Remake 2. For like five seconds. I will be but right. I thought it was so sorry. interesting. I had to how... pee so bad because I didn't have a chance to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler gets a pre- pee break. Ah. Yeah, I got a pee too. Oh my God, seriously? <laughs> I do. Are you? Oh my God! Hey Dan. Mid episode pee break Mid from these episode cowards. Pee- I mean, to be fair, te- <laughs> technically, hey SpongeBob. I mean, technically well, speaking, we only have four minutes of show proper left, ish. But we always whatever. go over. We always go over by like twenty minutes. Look, all I'm saying is every time I have to pee at the start of the podcast, I just wait till the podcast's over. Well, yeah, but you love punishment, especially self-inflicted punishment. <laughs> I don't know, man. If if you have to pee that bad and that's short of a t- uh, time span, <laughs> I'm worried. Like, <laughs> If you can't hold your pee for an hour, I'm scared. <laughs> Are you uh, are you an old man with prostate problems already, <laughs> Tyler, Kalen, both of you? So, uh, Dan, are you excited for uh, the Demon Souls uh, remaster or remake? I mean, not really, but I also didn't think Demon Souls was a good game. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people who got into that and think it's a like a great installment in the series. I really didn't have any love for the original game. Um, I thought it was kind of clumsy. It was definitely like that first stepping stone to making Dark Souls a good series, right. you know? Uh, it was a ludicrously exploitable game, and it was, I don't know, clumsy. But uh, I think it's not even coming to PC anyway, is it? I don't so, think it's coming to PC. I think it's probably going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Which means, I, 
I really probably won't be playing it anyway. Um, Unless you play it, it in my gorgeous. house. True. But I will admit, like, the remake looks beautiful. So, Are you, are you talking about the uh, Demon Souls remake? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping... So um, I'm, yeah, it does. I'm, I'm hoping that they might change some of the mechanics to be less shitty, but I doubt it. I, I have a feeling it's mostly just going to be a visual rework of the game. Yeah. But it does look like a... Like a rip, it looks like something that they're going to try to make better. Like it doesn't look like just an upscale, if that makes sense. Right. Like it, yeah. Well, and I'm not sure what's actually going to be changed because, as far as I know, it, like the remake isn't being handled by FromSoft. I think it it's is being not. handled by another company. Yeah. So uh, Blue Point. Maybe th- at this point, uh, I mean, that could just make the game better. Who knows? Yeah, even if it's just quality of life changes, like what we got with the the complete remakes for Tony Hawk One and Two, like all those quality of life upgrades made the game way better. Oh, so who yeah. knows? I'm hoping for something similar with Demon Souls. Yeah. At the very end of the day, oh my god, does that new remake look gorgeous? It really does look extremely pretty compared to the original Demon Souls. Because oh yeah, the original Demon Souls out. came out on PlayStation Two. Yeah. I mean, the original Demon Souls is old enough that oh, it's been like over a year since they killed the servers for that game. <laughs> um, so things that were absent from the showcase that I was really hoping we would see is um, there have been rumors that Sony's courting Konami on trying to take Castlevania and take uh, uh, Silent Hill from konami yeah because konami is not really making video games anymore they're they're no, they're they putting together old collections and making fucking pachinko machines uh based on yeah. on those ips and there have been rumors that sony is trying to get you know at least at the very least silent hill from them considering the response that that pt had and uh so i was really hoping like that that was going to be their bombshell and you know like oh one more thing like it's cool god of war ragnarok that's rad but if they had been like silent hill developed by sony studios like i would have lost my shit mm-hmm. i'm not holding my breath but i would be excited especially because any ip that konami owns is just in limbo right now yeah and it's unfortunate it's really unfortunate, and, and because like they own a lot of great shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably something that there's everything still in the works for. I bet we end up getting it, but uh, it, it's just like one of those things where there's there, there's you know so many legal matters with it. Like, sure. How are they going to like? How are they going to split? Because obviously Konami will continue to be able to use the uh, use those IPs with their pachinko and right. <laughs> gambling machines. So it's By like, the way, it's great we're talking about like all these shitty pachinko machines they're turning IPs into. Uh, one of my friends told me pachinko machines are actually becoming outlawed in Japan, so they, they're like, they're pachi slots now. Uh so like it, it's it's a similar thing, but not it's not quite the same as your classic pachinko games because I think they were deemed to be like too addictive because of their gambling nature. Really? <laughs> so like, 
Google this shit. I'm not sure what they changed about it, but uh, yeah, I know that they've they're under a different name and there's a different function to them now. Huh. Okay. Because people were probably just burning their life savings. Yeah. Interesting. I uh, a friend of mine actually owns a Castlevania pachinko machine, uh, and I always thought it was super rad. Now well, that's probably the only time I would ever play a pachinko machine is if someone owned it and I didn't have to gamble. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, like at Game On every year, we have the pachinko corner. So people get like an opportunity to kind of play around with pachinko and, and, and shit. But in, in those contexts, absolutely. I'm not going to fucking gamble <laughs> on a no. fucking pachinko machine. Absolutely not, dude. Hard pass. Yeah. In fact, it's the, it's the same kind of thing with people who play like penny slots and whatever. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, I, I should revise my statement it to I'm not going to gamble. Yeah. I got okay. to do that once. I went to uh, Vegas for New Year's uh, in 2015, and it was my first time gambling ever. And I spent 60 bucks. And I was like, okay, I've done that now. And that's it. I'm done. I don't care. I gamble exclusively to collect free drinks while I gamble. That is the only reason. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm not getting free drinks, I'm not gambling. That's it. See you later. My favorite gambling story that I have, I am obviously a very unlucky person. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to to Vegas. We we went to... uh, one of the older casinos, and we were playing Pygal, which, if you have never played Pygal, Pygal, you're not, like, both, like, the, the house is playing to push. The house is not playing to win. So it's supposed to be one of those games where you can sit down, you can play for a very long time, you're still gonna probably lose money, but it's, it's something to keep people sitting there and playing for a long time. And I sat down at this, and, and I'm playing with a couple of friends and also one very drunk woman who I've never talked to in my life. So I, we're playing, and I lose eight hands in a row. I don't push eight hands in a row. I lose eight hands in a row. And this very drunk woman just turns to me slurring. Like, she is, she is beyond gone. Like, the entire time we're playing, I'm like, this is a drunk person. Also, she's beating me at gambling. This is not a good thing. And she just looks at me after I lost my eight hand, eight hand in a row, and just goes, I have never seen anything like that before. I am so sorry. <laughs> and that was the point where I decided I'm done playing this. <laughs> <laughs> and I well, made up my money and I left. I wouldn't feel too bad that she was out playing you. She was probably playing Pied Out before you were born, so. Yeah. Well, I was the only person in the entire table that lost <laughs> close to eight hands in a row. Like, <laughs> it was not, it was definitely a, I was not in a good spot. I, 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 I what I did was not something that should uh, mathematically happen. A whole lot of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I, love, uh, I love when people beat the odds but specifically in a way that hurts them 
you were successfully failing. Yeah, it was less likely for you to lose that many games than it was for you to win a couple. Even the dealer kept like every time I like for the last three hands, the dealer was just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's like, I don't know how this is happening. She would just shake her hand and be like, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Kalen, as uh, the only one of the four of us who has been to Japan, mm. did you pachinko? I did not pachinko. Smart man. Yeah. I will say I lost uh, some yen in a few arcades, uh, just trying to win prizes and stuff, but I did not gamble or pachinko. But I tried to win some cool figures and never did, so, <laughs> you know. You felt the same pain of loss, absolutely. Yes. There's plenty of things to throw your money away on. How <laughs> dare you say that word? My brain is hardwired to immediately go there now what when word? you say loss. Sorry, dude. Oh. It's a commonly used word. You're going to have to live <laughs> with that. <laughs> Wait, Ryan. Is that loss? Uh... <laughs> Uh, so what were some of the, I, we got to see some gameplay of, uh, Miles Morales, um, which Look, looks beautiful. just gorgeous. Um, there are some concerns about it not being as long as the, uh, original, um, Spider-Man game. Um, that would be why I think we're, God damn it. Now chat is dropping fucking loss in chat good good <laughs> in bars um so uh uh now i've lost my fucking train of thought <laughs> fucking god damn it well done chat well done all it takes is some basic shit posting to throw ryan off man <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's how you just base that that's like like uh, like stone age shit <laughs> <laughs> posting so um it would make sense to me that it's a, a shorter game because as i understand it i think it's supposed to be 40 dollars. i can't remember i put it in my cart several times but i don't remember looking at the price just knowing that i wanted to get a pre-order in um i i, I was not given the opportunity to buy the game so <laughs> the uh but it would also make sense uh because there is a version that bundles the two into some sort of complete complete edition so i mean considering all the content that is uh in um uh spider-man i don't think i'm i'm too worried about losing a little bit that a little bit of that content yeah uh, like uh, with uh, Miles Morales, if it tells a cohesive story and still has the same, you know, gameplay with maybe some new things and, and shit like that, like spend the amount of fucking time that you need on the game. Like if the story only takes six hours to tell, tell a story in six hours, like. Yeah, I've always gotten kind of bent out of shape when people are really like laser focused on the length of a game. Because there's a lot of long games out there that suck. Like, playtime does not equate to quality. Right. But for some reason, people think it does. But it seems to be kind of the best baseline 
that they kind of try to do with dollar value. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm spending $60 on a game, then I want to be able to get X amount of time out of it or something like that. To me, that doesn't make any sense because one of the best games ever made is super short, and that's Portal. Portal was one of the best games ever. And from beginning to end, it was tight and and uh, it was short. It was like a four-hour game. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I could... Spend $60 for a shitty 60-hour game, but I could also just be miserable for 60 hours for free. So, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that, that doesn't make the game a selling point to me. <laughs> I want to point at Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 most, was amazing. The most incredible storylines of any game that I've ever played. God, I it's played four that hours long. It's four. The, the campaign's four hours. Like there's not yeah. much to it, and it's amazing. And I bought it for sixty dollars. And I'm bad at online games, so I did. I tried to do the online. I didn't do well. <laughs> I stopped. But I played that fucking campaign, and I loved it so much. I was fucking stoked and, that they had a single player campaign. And uh, I bought it and uh, uh, beat it in a Saturday afternoon with Jasmine asleep on the couch. And then when she woke up, I had to explain to her why I was crying. (laughs) Protect the pilot. Protect the pilot! Oh, it's such a good game. It's so beautiful and well-written and fun. The entirety of that story is just perfect. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. I have um, not played the single player, the multiplayer, more than maybe a couple hours. I have probably played that game for ten hours. I bought it for sixty dollars. I'm happy. That's, <laughs> <all I> <laughs> That's kind of what it all boils down to, really. Is are you happy with the time that you spent with that game? It's the quality oh. over quantity, you know, argument. It's it's all those kinds cool. of things. And um, I think if you have a satisfying game loop. And a, a fun, interesting, uh, you know, satisfying story to tell. Who fucking cares if it's a two hour or 10 hour, you know, long experience? I've definitely spent time uh, with things that were very short uh, and wished that I had more time with that thing. And I have to remind myself that. You know, the story was not written to be longer than that. And yeah, if you had had more time with it, you might not have liked it anymore. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I do got to say, I mean, go go I, ahead, Tyler. I was just going to say, that's like, it's not just video games. It shows as well. And Absolutely. Don't overstay your welcome. Watchmen, exactly. Watchmen TV show is just absolutely incredible. And in my opinion, is one of the best single seasons of television of all time and don't I, make a fucking I, second season exactly you don't need it you don't need it it was great yeah totally um on that note but uh, then they think about money yeah that's kind of what ruins everything yep welcome to capitalism fuckers <laughs> on that note we uh have come to the end of the episode um you know, uh, it's just 
what's what's been one good thing over the past week? Just just give me one one thing each year uh, over the past can, week. Can I know Dan's struggling real hard right now. Don't worry, um, we we got a post show coming up. So you know the post shows thing. This is just the 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 podcast proper that that, that comes out edited tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> one good thing. Kalos goes first. Uh, we got a new cat. Uh, and it's and adorable. She's adorable. Uh, we're her and the other cat aren't necessarily getting along all the time, but uh, that's to be expected. Um, and then uh, Snailmate started a cooking show, and so we've been we're gonna be releasing a weekly episode of our new cooking show. I saw that. I haven't uh, watched it yet, but uh... <laughs> yeah, the first one's a little long. They're all gonna be a little uh, more brief after that. But uh, and then we got some other exciting stuff coming up so i've been just working really hard so it's actually as long as i don't stop to think <laughs> it's, it's good uh, but i i i this is also always very cathartic so thank you for asking me to be on this and talk to you guys Dude, we it's, love having you on the podcast yeah it's fun i i, I am uh i would love uh for you to be a permanent fixture on the podcast but i'm worried that five people on a podcast might be too much i'm worried that four just, people on the podcast might be too much honestly i think just having tyler on this podcast is too much uh <laughs> maybe we just become a five-person podcast uh from here on out why not well i'm always down uh it's a pleasure when i wake up at 12:30, and I see a text from you, and it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, what did you do? Don't make Dan say something that he he's happy about. Yeah, why are you trying to push me to go before you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everything, your I do. Everything I do is very energetic and happy. <laughs> That, especially the way you said that, it was very convincing and very energetic and very happy. Happy. Mm. Happy. Happy. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. I mean, Tyler, uh, you're going to have to go before Dan. Yeah. Fine. Okay, Dan's I'll still struggling. He's, <laughs> he's figuring something to say. I watched uh, Mulan. Oh. Mulan. I watched the, and uh, you know what? I'm, I know that I am not the right person to go to if you ask if a Disney movie is good or bad, because I'm mostly going to say it's good. You've, I don't you've understand. Drink Mickey's Kool Aid. I did. I did. I have. And I always will. But I also don't understand the hate. I, I really don't. It it was it's it, it's it's a kung fu movie. It's not well. A lot of the hate comes. Okay. You, you know, try not to. Yeah, a lot of the hate comes from political things. Yeah. <laughs> Where it was filmed. Yeah, statements made by. Yeah, there. I okay. I get that, but in terms of it, like as a creative effort, as a movie that exists. In a vacuum, it was a solid movie. And so I wait. Enjoyed it. Last week, Tyler hadn't seen Mulan. That, that is means between last week and this I week, Tyler spent thirty dollars on Mulan. Not true. 
I that means no, between last it. week and this week, Tyler did not properly socially distance. No, I got, <laughs> someone, I got someone's login. <laughs> I got a login. Actually, Brent has hashtag. Thank you. <laughs> and he's going to share that in the comments for all the viewers. The login. <laughs> Here we go, right now. <laughs> But no, no, like I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It's definitely not the original Mulan movie. Like they, and that's actually kind of what I love about it because every like remake or live action remake of uh, a previous animated Disney movie, they're trying to recapture the old magic, which is not that great. Like you. You, you go into every movie being like, okay, I hope this happens. And you get disappointed. Like, that's sure. not fun. It's not fun. Like, this is the first one that was 100% just, it was its own thing. And it, yes, it made callbacks to the original Mulan here and there. But it was like they had a different, a different uh, set of villains. The entire, like, obviously, Eddie Murphy wasn't in it, and, and like, it I'm was, out. Was, I'm out. Totally I'm out. out. No justice for Mushu. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very different movie. It was its own thing, and that's what I actually really enjoyed about it. Plus, Donnie Yen got to go in, up and just do his own shit. And also we had Jet Li in there, and it was fucking sick. So I'm going to interrupt you here. Would you have spent $30 on this film? To be honest, yes. Really? Whoa. I would have gone to see it in theaters. I, I will put it in that with that quotation marks. I would have gone to see it, seen it in theaters with people. I would have paid money. I would have bought some beer, bought some popcorn, and I would have been there, and I would have enjoyed it, and I would not have been disappointed. Because I, I, uh, right, but the actual thirty dollars price tag just for the movie itself is bullshit, and there's nothing you can say to convince me otherwise on that. I would <laughs> That's have a lot of fucking 30, money. I would have paid thirty dollars for the Blu-ray. Because, uh, like, the physical Blu-ray. I would say the the person who shared that with you is in the chat right now and said he split it between his family members and used survey money from Google, so he spent maybe seven dollars personally. In Side Disney. Okay, so <laughs> I would not have paid for it like just watching it by myself at home and just like oh I'm watching it on my TV, but I would have wa- I would have paid for a night out to go to the movies. Sure. And then I would not have been disappointed. It would have been a really fun movie night out. I would have loved it. I would have gone home and told my friends. Fair enough. I think that's an, that's an acceptable endorsement. <laughs> Dan, what makes you happy this week? Uh, I really am struggling to think of anything. Uh, You've got a functional a computer joke. now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I don't know. I just, uh, I wake up every day with that Arizona blues. I don't want to be here anymore. The state makes me very sad, and I want to leave really badly. Straight up. Are you a native? No. Okay. But I've lived here for long enough that, like, Hmm. it's... 
East Coaster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you, buddy. Word. I'm about ready to leave this goddamn state. The only thing that keeps me here is you motherfuckers, so it's all your fault. <laughs> the only thing that keeps me here is home ownership, and my house is super rad, and I, I don't want it. Like, I constantly refer to this place as my forever home because, like, there's so much cool shit that I could do with this house. And I'm just going to stay. Yeah. You know, why not? I, I've got a mountain in my front yard. It's rad. It's true. Would, it's true. I'm, I'm never going to sell my house. I'm going to rent it out. It's yeah. going to make me money and I will leave elsewhere and then be able to come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for me, uh, my, uh, uh, happy thing this week is uh, I had my uh, second um, therapist appointment uh, this week and uh, I haven't had therapy since I was eight and so it's been pretty cool to like I don't know it's just I feel like I'm working towards progress in assessing you know i've had a really weird kind of fucked up upbringing to get where i am today and in order to stay as uh not fucked up as i have i've had to compartmentalize a lot and uh yeah so it it just feels good to be making progress and be working in the right direction. You know, I'm I'm excited like in the same way like when I first started taking antidepressants, like I'm excited for the potential of the future. Um and the antidepressants have worked their their magic well enough to the point where like I don't even know why I'm I'm seeing a therapist right now. I just know that it's probably a good idea. Um and I have been recording all of our sessions without her knowing <laughs> for shame Ryan. i Ryan. i'm going to it's just for me to use just for reference and maybe i can get some songs out of it or something talk to patient confidentiality it only it's only designed to protect the patient, patient. yeah so fuck yeah ryan i just want to point this out to you you have not necessarily seemed this optimistic about what you like about your uh, not just therapy sessions, but the medication that you've been on this entire time. They, it, at least the last couple of months, it seemed like you had a lot more of a difficult time until the last couple of weeks. Yeah, switching to Lexapro was the the magic bullet, uh, and uh, it's it's been great. You know, still dealing with you know some side effects, some you know, difficulty sleeping and stuff like that. But um, uh, the last appointment that I had with my psychiatrist was last week, or no, the week before last, um, and she uh, prescribed me with uh, trazodone. Uh, to help me get to sleep. So um, I, yeah, uh, between those two, uh, been uh, very, like, 
I don't know. I'm I'm fucking pumped. I I feel happier in general and I'm excited and more motivated to get things done and and work towards things. And uh, so, you know, while the chemical stuff may be largely under control for now, uh, the weird history and the, you know, all that shit uh, that I have over the years come up with many coping mechanisms for dealing with uh, still largely probably lay unresolved. I honestly don't know at this point. I just know that a lot of weird shit has happened to me in my life and I I'd, I'd like to talk with, you know, a professional about it and and uh I'm excited to to see what that becomes. Like what comes of that? I have no idea. And yeah. I'll, I'll I, keep I, I you posted. I, I guess what I mean by what I was just saying is it seems like you're in a better place. So Oh yeah. I'm happy for you. I'm fucking stoked, except for the fact that I don't get to spend nearly enough time with Kalen. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. All right. One on that note. Days. If you were really motivated, you'd come up with the fucking cure for COVID. So it's true. I know, right? Jesus. You smart son of a bitch. Why don't you just work up. a little harder, okay? Yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> You know, I'm disappointed in myself more than anything else. <laughs> On that note, thank you everyone for watching and or listening. We'll see you uh, next week. It'll Bye. be our two-year anniversary next week. Holy shit. <laughs>